Miriam L. Wallach is with us live via telephone. We had an experience Sunday night that we thought was worthwhile sharing with this audience, especially the way so many people in this audience have asked us about the experience. We'll explain coming up in a second. Miriam L. Wallach, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Malcolm. Can you believe it? Cena makes this effort at a difficult time to make sure to get me an announcement ASAP in time for birthday number nine for Akiva. And I forget to make the announcement yesterday. Yeah, when you when you just said that you had forgotten to make the <laughs> announcement for Cena out loud, I said, "Ouch." Yeah, that's but, a, um, yeah, that is a that. tough one. That is a tough one. <laughs> By the way, uh, someone came out. I, I don't know what the. Uh, I, I really hesitate to even mention this. Cause I've no, I, I never heard of this source before. But I was just so proud that uh, someone came out with a list. Oh no! Of the top ten best kosher restaurants in New York City. And not only were our friends from Petopia on there, which was really cool. Yes. And a big shout out to a Kevin and everybody at Petopia in Midtown. Uh, oh, by the way, someone from your neighborhood was up there, Upper Crust. Did you ever hear of them? Uh, they, yes, I have swiped my credit card there many, many times. Yeah, they've made it to the list. And Abigail's and others are on there. And uh, congratulations, everybody's on it. But I saw Murray's Falafel. Could you imagine on first no half? Yes. Murray's. So a, oh, a big man. shout out to Murray. <laughs> At his staff, I don't actually. The we truth, the, tr- the truth is, I don't think um, Murray's there anymore. But uh, the people, the people have taken it over. Have done a remarkable job at keeping it going. So we give them a very special shout out. I'm sure all these restaurants are going to be getting extra business between now and next Friday night. That's for sure. All right. That's awesome. So, so we have the opportunity to uh, be backstage Sunday night with Jay Leno, and I'm a mo. I'm, I'm a most. I'm amazed at how many people are asking me, and I'm sure you're getting it as well. You know, what it's like, who is he, what you learn about him, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought that it would be a good opportunity to, I, I, I have a feeling this happens, you know, every time someone meets um, someone of this stature and magnitude. Well, maybe not every time. I guess it depends who it is. But, uh, it, and, and I know it's cliche-ish in a way to say this, but wouldn't you agree, one of the nicest guys you ever met? Seriously, I just said that this morning um, as I was, doing my morning bagel run, and I was schmoozing with Joel Baruch from Gotta Get a Bagel, where you can basically find me every morning at 6.45, and he says to me, so what was what was Jay like? I said, just the nicest guy you've ever met. I mean, and I was, I, I mean, I think he has a reputation for being nice, but this guy was over the top. <laughs> right. It was, not only was he over the top in terms of his generosity and his good-naturedness, etc., and taking pictures with Every single person who asked, and it didn't matter how many pictures they wanted, this person wanted on their phone and on somebody else's phone and on their camera, actual cameras, and this and whatever. And he accommodated everyone. He never said no. He did it with a smile. He did the selfies. And I'm sure you can appreciate how difficult it is, Nahum. You know, you've been there also to make everyone happy. But he went above and beyond, and he was so gracious and at one point, um, when, the sh- when, when he was done and he was off stage, and the three of us, me, you, and Jay. Oh, were, yeah, me, you, and Jay were hanging out. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were hanging. And, um, and he was eating pizza and just, like, relaxing for literally a second. And I said to him, in reference to having just donated an ambucycle to United Hustala on stage, which was an unbelievably magnanimous moment, I said to him, you know, that was really classy. And he's like, no, not at all, whatever. I mean, totally ma- minimizing the fact that he had just done this gracious act. And then I said to him 
and you have taken pictures with everybody. You've never said no. I'm like, just that is unbelievably nice. Yeah, you and said you, you said your generosity is amazing, right? Right, your generosity is amazing. And I said, and he says to me, better than being OJ. <laughs> and you and I crack up. Of course, I mean, what a great one-liner. Better than being OJ. I mean, four words, <laughs> four words that are just like hysterical. But then I. I, I said to you, I'm like, think about just how deep that is. It's not just funny, but it's actually an unbelievable commentary on on his ability to realize that before the grace of God go I. He could be like so many stars, so many celebrities who hit their high notes, who hit the pinnacles of their career, and then fall apart and end up in jail. I mean, there was just a crazy story yesterday that I saw on the news about somebody who starred in one of the Star Wars um, mega millions blockbuster hits who's now in jail and in psychiatric treatment and et cetera, et cetera. So when he says better than being OJ, he knows that, that he could be in a totally different life. He could be in a totally different situation. Yep. And so does it hurt him to be a nice guy? Forget it doesn't hurt him. He appreciates where he is. And it was Tremendous muster. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I'm telling him. Mary, uh, Mary Malwalek with us talking about Sunday Night Show. He did donate the Ambu cycle, which was incredible. And what a moment. And it's going viral. And everyone is appreciating and enjoying it. And what an impression it made. I'll tell you, it's certainly going to make a difference for Atsala. And then he went ahead and he offered that to anybody who gives a certain amount of money can come see his garage right. live right. and in person in Los Angeles, which is also pretty cool and I'm sure meant a lot to some of the car aficionados out there. And Maybe he has a uh, he might have a future in fundraising because I've never seen so many <laughs> people cough up $1,000 that quickly. <laughs> when, you, I mean, <laughs> when you have a cool trip like that to offer, <laughs> right, exactly. he's got a big advantage. And then two other things. One is that he listened to every one of my stupid stories about the Tonight oh. Show and Marvin Solberman's. He sat through every one of them, which was really nice. Nice. Because, because once I got on a roll and I saw he was receptive, I couldn't stop, frankly. And <laughs> he, even, he, even figured, he even figured out, based on the lineup I told him and the situation I told him, what year it was that I was at the Tonight Show, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. That was, um, that was, that, that whole conversation as a spectator <laughs> was crazy on a number of levels. The fact that you knew exactly where he was and he knew exactly where he was. That was pretty Considering funny. how many appearances. But the other thing to mention, by the way, which is something you and I noticed, is his work ethic. Oh, as, boy. Right. As early as you insist, and to your credit, as early as you insist on being at a venue for which you are emceeing or, or whatever it is, I mean, Jay Leno was not going to be on before 9 o'clock, and I think the man got to Lincoln Center by 5 o'clock. Yeah, certainly by 5.30 he was there. and right. that yeah, that was a that was some and took an interest, a oh. real interest in eighth day in Lipa, and and the and the and the um uh, and the uh, what what they mean to the Jewish world and how important they are to this audience. It was very cool. Right, how he, he was. It was I mean, not just jump on stage and start an act, and right. and then this whole thing of actually getting onto the stage through, by ambu cycle. I mean, <laughs> it was you know it must have taken it must have taken some planning, but it certainly was kept from everybody. Nobody in the audience realized what was going to happen. And how it was right. going to work. It was very cool. The whole thing was Absolutely. really nice. Absolutely. And how? And by the way, how many times have you and I been places where people walk around with their entourage? Oh yeah, of right? course. He had nobody and with him. Nobody with him. Nobody with him. We were his entourage. We got, his, we got him pizza. We, we were. I tell you, we were his entourage. <laughs> right. We were it. Jay, you need some pizza, right? Hey, you want a bottle of water? That sounds good. It's how a, about a diet coke? Yeah, it's all right. It's the like, funniest thing. I mean, low maintenance, easy guy, and also. 
just really happy to just schmooze. And I, you know, and I, I hesitate to drop to say this on the air, but I'll, I'll say it in a way that, um, you know, he has a lot of observations about what's going on in this world, and he, oh. and he, like others, are very frustrated with the direction that some things in this world are going in. Mm-hmm. And let's put it this way, because I want to be very careful how I say this. As an observer of the 2016 presidential campaign, and he meant this generally. He did not mean this in regard to one party or one person. It was obvious that he meant it generally based on the conversation we were having. He, he said that this campaign has taught him at this age just how dictators have risen in other countries and how, easy, right. and how easy it is for them to do so. And like I say, he said this across the board. I don't think he was happy with any presidential candidate. So he said it across the board and made that observation and made it in a much starker fashion than the way I'm saying it right now. Right. And, and pointed out how many um, how many dictators, let's put it that way, have or those who act like dictators have come to power in this world in history with way less than fifty percent of the vote, way less than fifty percent of the vote. Uh, you know, in, in terms of um, in terms of their popularity and and people actually voted for them in their country. So I thought that was very interesting, and that and that he, in his world of Hollywood, obviously that's you know where he's been all these years that this is one of the things he wanted to talk about and one of the things that's on his mind. I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, I thought it was... I was super impressed by him as a person and unbelievably blown away by his breadth of knowledge and his level of, of intellectual thought. I mean, yeah. they like you and I were making comments and we were all you know, participating in some way, shape, or form, but he had insight. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't appreciate when I when I joke, not joke, but when I shared that that to me it's depressing that my soon-to-be 18-year-old, this is the first election for her to participate in. And and he's like, no, they're all like this. Right. Like they're, they're right. All first time he was 18, it was also like that, right? Right, <laughs> right. right. And, and, it, and it, was a, it was unbelievable commentary. It also reminded me that he has seen a tremendous amount, and he's not just a comic. He is not. He doesn't just do stand up. We, considering the number of people that he has interviewed, I mean, think about how it's influenced your life and your appreciation of of the world. I mean, it, it, it's it's tremendous. Yeah, it was it was an eye opening experience. That's for sure. I um, and uh, big kudos to Hatzala, United Hatzalah of Israel and to the Walchuk family and everybody, all the other families and sponsors who were part of it. It really ended up being not just an entertaining and fun night with great music and laughter, as we said, but really one between that. Big donation from Jay Leno and the whole spirit mm-hmm. of the whole. Sp- I don't think anybody wanted to leave. You know, I'm, I'm asking people not to leave because it was a final presentation we made. I don't think anybody wanted to leave. Frankly, it was just a good atmosphere there that night. Absolutely, uh, and the the viral video. Yeah, when I both shared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you're wondering who's cracking up in the background of that Ellie <laughs> L- Beer uh, Jay Leno video that's gone viral from after the concert. Uh, it is uh, both me and Miriam L. Wallach, and uh, you could hear us in the background just, you know, cracking up at a great line from Jay Leno, oh. which you'll see if you haven't seen it. Oh, my God. You haven't seen oh, it. my gosh. But, you know, I learned a lesson there. I can never refer to you as legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because people will think you're dead, hey, <laughs> at exactly. least based on Leno's interpretation. Oh, my, that was super but funny. My, but yeah, my, he just went along with it. But my great line got drowned out by all the laughter. It's a shame that your great line got drowned out by Leno's great line. Well, not by his line, but all the laughter afterwards. Right, yeah. Well, he was pretty funny. He had a a bunch of good lines that night, but I'll tell you, that outtake video was super. And by the way, folks, when I told him the Marvin Silberman's line from last week when Marvin was on, 
about uh, him walking in with the with the 80-year-old rabbi in Rebetzin, and Jay Leto sees him and says, my, the children have grown. When I, when I told that, like, he cracked up. He cracked up in his own joke. Can you imagine? He cracked up in his own joke that was told to us by somebody else on the air. Oh, that's how good of a line it was. I guess so. That's when you told him about the things that fall out of the magazine. Yeah, I referenced to him. A routine that he did with David Letterman. Yes, I had the nerve to bring up David Letterman in this conversation. Right. It must have been 1985, 86, 84, somewhere in that era. And I reminded him of that night, and he laughed. He loved. Right. He loved uh, recalling that uh, that bit that he created and he pulled off. So anyway. Yeah, pulled off, and it's almost like he couldn't believe. Oh yeah, that was a good line. Like, yeah. Oh, that was quite exactly. Right. He's uh, a tremendous man of humility. Taught us taught us a lot, and. Um, yeah, a, and actually, not only a fun moment and a fun night, but a lot of muster. Well, it taught me, when it comes to public figures, folks, you never know. You never know. Simple as that. Never know. Thank you, Miriam L. Wallach. A pleasure. Thank you, Malcolm. Enjoy your Tuesday. More coming up. It's JM and the AM at 14 minutes before 9 o'clock. <laughs>